Hello, welcome and good evening, good morning, whenever you are listening to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar with your hosts, myself, Rory Petrie and of course, Mark Broadhurst. Um, thank you for tuning in wherever you are. Sit back and enjoy the show of what has been another fantastic weekend of Bundesliga action. Um, do yourselves and us a favour by clicking the big red button, the subscribe button if you are watching on YouTube, uh, and to click on the little bell icon in the corner, which also notifies you of shows when they are released so you don't miss a thing, uh, as per if you're listening on a audio platform, please do click subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review, just so we know how we are getting on. Um, as is tradition, it's time to go over to Mark for Mark's mystery anagram to kick us off before we get into the real juicy bits from this weekend. It's been another enticing and interesting uh, Bundesliga weekend's worth of action. So, Mark, what have you got for us on the anagram front this weekend? Absolutely. So let's just remind you guys of Mark's mystery anagram from two weeks ago. It was now because obviously we had the international break last weekend. So if for you guys who don't remember, then let's have a look. It was actually, as you can see on the bottom, it was race rooms last time. R-A-C-E-R-O-O-M-S. And actually, unfortunately, we didn't have anybody that got the correct answer commenting on YouTube this week. Yeah, so that's two weeks in a row. So come on, guys, we really want you to get it right for the next week. But actually, obviously, I have to reveal the official answer from uh, two weeks ago, which was Borussia Mönchengladbach's excellent up-and-coming coach, Marco Rosa. So, yeah, so it wasn't such a difficult one this time. So I thought some of you guys would have got it. So come on, for next time, let's get it correct. <laughs> so let's find out what we've got for you this week. So just again, to remind you of the rules, it has to be something related to the Bundesliga, either a player, a coach slash manager, or a team from the Bundesliga. It has to be one of those things. Let's have a look at Mark's mystery anagram for this week, which is Fife Hem Hon. Wow. It actually sounds like a Scottish word a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. For, so for, bit, you yeah. Scottish guys, for you Scottish guys watching out there, you should be able to get this one. Yeah. So Fife Hem Hon. For the guys that are listening on our podcast, and on our different uh, platforms on Spotify, on Anchor, etc. It's F I F E space H E M space H O N, Fife Hem Hon. So that's your Mark's Mystery Anagram for this week, which is week nine of the Bundes, week eight of the Bundesliga. So let's. Uh, end our um, Mark's Mystery Anagram section now. Let's move on to recap the results from yet another fantastic weekend of Bundesliga action. So uh, there were actually no games on uh, Friday evening this week. Usually we always say your one-all draws on the Friday evening, but today we just saved the one-all draws for the Saturday afternoons, I think, yeah. So, of course, we had Arminia Bielefeld struggling Bielefeld, losing 2-1 at home to on-form Bayer Leverkusen on Saturday afternoon. 
Bayern held to a shock one-all draw by draw specialist Werder Bremen. Another one-all draw with Borussia Mönchengladbach drawing against tough-to-beat Augsburg. Then we had a brilliant, another draw, but it was a brilliant draw. Three-all between Hoffenheim and high-scoring uh, Stuttgart. Then we had a 2-0 yeah, away win for Wolfsburg at badly struggling Schalke, which will once again will decipher their problems a bit later on in the show. We had another pretty entertaining one-all draw between Frankfurt and Leipzig, who still can't get those wins again in those big away games, can they? And then a, a kind of a mini classic to finish off the Saturday afternoon, a brilliant 5-2 win for uh, Borussia Dortmund in the Olympia Stadium, where Hertha just never win, do they? Uh, but yeah, great game, that one. Moving on to the Sunday afternoon games, we had a 3-1 away win for Mainz in Freiburg, the first win of the season. Well done, Mainz. And then we had another win for Union Berlin, an excellent 2-1 win, this time at winless Cologne. So yeah, so that rounds up your scores for this week. Another entertaining week of Bundesliga action. So let's move on to our OTBs featured four now so obviously we like to choose our four the best games of the week and this week i think there's only one place to start really isn't there and that is in the north of germany in the olympia stadion where hertha were once again beaten by an on fire dormant side really this week wasn't it rory yeah, indeed. Yeah, fantastic performance uh, by by Dortmund. Well, say a fantastic performance, a fantastic second half performance specifically, because of course all five of their goals came in the second half. Um, Hertha had got themselves ahead um, after a fantastic strike from uh, Kahuna. Um, so that, that gave Hertha the home side a bit of hope against obviously a non-form side in, in the shape of Dortmund, but uh the inevitable man the golden boy himself uh erling harland um obviously pokes home his first for the equalizer from an enraged chan cross um and then the rest is history he got his second ball after being played through by brandt uh his uh his third is hat-trick rounding the keeper to slot home uh and of course his fourth uh, goal came a little bit later on after a Jude Bellingham assist as well. So yeah, Borussia Dortmund go marching on. Um, they they'll be very pleased with this, specifically the the second half performance. Um, maybe slight slow coming out of the blocks uh, this weekend, but yeah, I mean with with the golden boy himself up front, they've just they're always going to be in the contest. I think we're with such a prolific goal scorer. Um, you know, they're going to have a fantastic joint, uh, chance of, of, you know, kind of contesting the, the Bundesliga Championship and, and everything else that they're going for. Um, he is a complete striker and he's obviously still so young, so much to learn. It's frightening how good he could become. Um, so there's so many positives to take from that regard. For Dortmund, so they can go marching on and, and results, as we've already alluded to, have gone their way. So they're right in the mix now. We were saying the last time we did the show after Der Klassiker, we don't think that, you know, the Bundesliga title is dead and gone. And we were right because it's well up for grabs and it always has been for, for you know, considering it's still very early doors anyway. So, yeah, 
very uh, very exciting team Dortmund and and of course we saw the young man himself uh, the you know kind of the star boy other than Haaland getting himself on late on um, in the shame of Mukoko um, we'll lead to him a little bit more later on but yeah uh, Dortmund look like they're going from strength to strength at the moment and with the return of four potentially of Sancho and other players like that they could well be uh, onto a cracking season, I reckon. Yeah, I think another name that a lot of people kind of let uh, get through the grasp, really, in um, in the Dortmund team is Rafael Guerrero, because I mean he's been he's quite long standing now, really. I think he's been there like four or five years at the club, and like yet nobody really seems to mention him. But he, I mean, he's a constant uh, kind of danger in that wing back position, isn't he? Like I think he's not actually originally a wing back; he's kind of like a converted wing back, really. He wasn't brought in originally as a wing back, but I mean, obviously, you got to go a bit of a scrappy fourth goal, really. But I mean, you have to be in the positions to get those kind of goals, but also obviously a good assist as well. And he's, he just kind of constantly provides problems down. I mean, obviously, we've talked before about how important wing-backs are for Dortmund and, like, how they are such an attack, attacking side. But, I mean, I think he's, like, yeah, I think he deserves a kind of shout-out, really, Guerrero, because you don't really hear many people talking about him as, like, a top player. But, like, I think, for me, he is probably one of the top full, uh, right-backs in football at the moment, to be honest with you. So, another great performance from him. Yeah, and I think obviously, yeah, you did allude to uh, Makoko. I mean, yeah, I mean, 16 years old. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he only got, I think, four or five minutes coming on for Haaland. I think some people expected that he would get a little bit more game time this weekend. But I mean, overall, a great, um, yeah, great for him to get the debut, isn't it? Yeah. Did you expect big things from him, Rory? Well, certainly there's been enough hype around the young man. He's already had an awful lot to deal with at such a young age as well. I think in that uh, previously he's been, uh, he's suffered from uh, racial incidents as well at, at uh, some under underage games in the, in you know, in the age kind of structures of the Dortmund uh, uh, club that uh, is run. So that that's something that he, he's already had to deal with. So for, for such a young I mean, young man, I mean, it's better, you can barely say that. He's a teenager, basically. Um, he's already had to deal with a lot. So uh, let's hope that he can come into the squad and, and really mature and, and get into his football. Um, shouldn't, of course, expect too much from him straight away. Obviously, his goal-scoring record is absolutely insane at all the different age groups um, that, that Dortmund have. So he clearly knows where the back of the net is. Uh, for such a young player and such a small player, obviously, he's probably just going to have to avoid some of those bigger contests. Like, he's just got to pick and choose his fights, really. Like, he'll know going up against a six foot four, five centre back isn't going to be his game. He's just going to, he's going to get his goals via his movement, being smart, and obviously using his pace and things like that. So, certainly looks like one to watch for the future. Of course, we will keep our eyes on him as well and how he progresses. But, yeah, an exciting player, another exciting young player in the Bundesliga to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also a case of Lucien Favre kind of managing him well enough as well, because as you say, he is only 16. You you can't expect him to go in there and start banging in goals the way that Erling Haaland has. You know, you've got to be realistic. I think obviously his records at kind of youth levels are like they, they beat anybody. I think they're like um, all of the Bundesliga kind of uh, 
pundits and things they all say like this guy has better records than anybody like even some of the greats that have come through the Bundesliga system you know and so I think yeah obviously there are going to be really really big hopes for him but you've got to be a bit realistic at least for the first two years haven't you maybe even two to four years really you can't expect like him to start banging goals in like from day one can you so I think it's a case of like managing him obviously you can't play that much because he probably doesn't have the fitness to kind of deal with Bundesliga football for 90 minutes every week as well so at first it might just be a case of like cameo appearances of the last half an hour of games and things like that and then maybe towards the end of the season we might start to see him start if he proves himself good enough but I guess they don't really, Dortmund aren't really in need of any uh, re uh, reinforcements, really. It's just another option for them, isn't it? Because they've got so much quality up top that they don't really need a replacement for anybody. So, yeah. yeah. And what about Hertha? Obviously, it's another home defeat for them. I think they've lost every home game of the season so far. And it, this is a problem that leads on to last season as well, where they didn't win many home games either. I mean, uh, obviously, I don't think it was a terrible performance from them. They scored a good goal to go 1-0 up through their kind of danger man, Mateus Cunha, who looks to be a real good player. But, uh, Rory, do you think you can expect a little bit more? Because there is a lot of quality in that side, really. Yeah, there is. Um, certainly, as we've always said on this show, Hurston just don't seem to win games at home. And the problem is, with that, it's fine if you can survive in the Bundesliga on your away form. But... There are always going to be patches when you don't travel away so well, and then that's obviously when the big problem comes into the into the fact of are you going to get dragged down into that bottom four or five? Like we've already kind of mentioned that those teams are down there, um, they don't want to be sucked into that. Uh, they do have a very talented squad, um, and there's certainly a lot more to come from them. I do hope, but. Yeah, it's just one of those. <clears throat> it's just one of those days where they're on the wrong end of a Harling, uh, Harland, sorry, masterclass, and at home doesn't seem to work for them. Those two things combined led to a bad day in the end at, at the office. But they'll they'll go again, and I'm sure they'll recover. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they'll be any in any danger of like relegation <laughs> or anything because they do win games away from home. They can win quite impressively away from home. But yeah, I mean, this home form is like it's beyond just a bit of a bad patch. They need to sort it out with or without fans. Yeah. OK, so let's move on to our second game, which was a really, really entertaining game. I think we both predicted this was going to be high scoring, but maybe we didn't expect a six goal draw. But yeah, I mean, a Hoffenheim 3, Stuttgart 3. I mean, it was very much a topsy-turvy game as well. Obviously, Hoffenheim getting in front very early on before uh, Stuttgart got that quick-fire double. Like a couple of really nice goals as well there mm -hmm. from Stuttgart. Well, and the second one, it hit the post twice, and then he still managed to poke it in at the third attempt. So it looked like it was going to be kind of a bad luck, but eventually he did get it in. Yeah, I think the, set, the first goal was a really good goal from the on-form striker Gonzalez as well, who's looking to be another really good player for... I mean, we've mentioned a lot that we really, really like the attack for Stuttgart. Like they create bags of chances, don't they? And they're entertaining to watch too. But then obviously you're just hoping that you're going to... You get into the, the break of 2-1 up Stuttgart, but then this is the problem with Stuttgart, isn't it? They have like a 20-minute 20, 20 to 30-minute lapse and they find themselves behind after probably being comfortably the better side, really, for most of the game. And then, obviously, rescuing the point at the end, yeah. And, uh, Rory, do you think, uh, how can Stuttgart start turning these entertaining draws into wins? 
Well, it's a good question because there's a lot of things that are going that they've got going for them, which there's uh, obviously to be positive about. They score goals. They're so exciting to watch. Um, but I think the problem may well lie, unfortunately, in their in in partially the way that they play. They play a really high tempo, high pressing game, which more often than not catches teams out in the early part of the game. It's happened to lots and lots of teams already this season. They're not ready for it. And it's a brilliant, it's brilliant to watch. It's really, uh, it's a really good way to play. But as you've alluded to, Mark, it does sometimes then lead to these little kind of spells, these lapses and in concentration, say in and around the second half, around the hour mark, with about half an hour, 20 minutes to play. And they just seem to have their energy sapped. Um, whether that's just a fitness thing, um, whether it's you know, trying to just manage the game a bit better uh, or even just to try and get some subs on slightly earlier. In fact, maybe try and keep things fresh. Um, obviously, that's going to be an issue throughout the season, keeping players fresh and, and such. So, um, yeah, there's probably a couple of ways they can maybe alter the way that they um, they play slightly to, to avoid these goals going in and these lapses in concentration happening. Um, of course, as a newly promoted team, um, they'll be really pleased with the start that they've made. And in fact, all these games are going away to Hoffenheim and other teams like that, where on paper, you'd expect Stuttgart to be the underdog. But the way they're playing this season, it means that their their ambitions are being slightly altered because if you're a fan of Stuttgart and you're watching this show, you're probably thinking to yourself at the start of the season, you know, like 16th place, well, 15th place and, and above, happy as um avoid relegation stay in the bundesliga and build because it's such a young young talented squad um however the way that they've started is really really impressive so that's where the frustration will come in the fact that they've lost points in all these kind of mass draws of course this weekend is kind of the shoe on the other foot because they're the team who have then snatched the point late on because of kemp's uh late goal um to, to equalise for his side. So, um, yeah, hopefully they manage to get themselves a few more wins and convert these draws, which would see them push well up into, into the race of the top six. They're, they're well up there, that's for sure. A couple of these draws turned into wins. They would be in there. So, yeah, real positive uh, for from a Stuttgart point of view, I think. Yeah, I think I totally agree with the fact that, like, I mean, if you are a Stuttgart fan, you're going to be really happy overall because it's like it's really entertaining to watch your team at the moment. Like, I mean, obviously, the last time they were in the Bundesliga, it was a bit of a disaster for them, really. They finished third from bottom before losing, like, pretty pathetically, really, losing the relegation playoff to Union Berlin when they were pretty big favourites to win that, really. So, obviously, it was, and I think they had a kind of, they had more big names in the side at that time as well. Like, they had the likes of Mario Gomez, and I think nobody could have predicted that they'd have gone down that year. But, I mean, this year, it has been really, really good football. I would say they're probably in my top four teams to watch this season, I would say, out of the 18 in the Bundesliga. I, I would just like... I'm starting to develop a bit of a soft spot for them, to be honest with you. I just want to yeah. see them start picking up wins because, like, for me, there's a few players in that squad who've been up there with, like, the best in the Bundesliga this year. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I've mentioned Astro, also Endo, the Japanese midfielder as well. as Re And obviously, Nicolas Gonzalez is providing the goals and he's a, another very nice, tricky forward as well. Yeah. And I think, obviously, it's just... 
it's just maybe a bit of a, I think a few of these players are new to the Bundesliga as well. And I think it's just about getting kind of that game management to pick up these big wins, you know. It's, uh, but I, I think it is just a matter of time before they start turning draws into wins at the moment. Yeah. As for Hoffenheim, I mean, it's, I would say really they probably should have, despite the fact they were leading late on, I would still say they were second best for most of the game, to be honest. Most of the chances fell in uh, the way of Stuttgart. I think, obviously, they are a team that have got big ambitions. I mean, they're, they're going well in Europe and everything. They expect to be a top six side, really, Hoffenheim, top six, seven. I think, obviously, it's not been a great start to the season, Rory, has it? Do you think uh, the manager could be coming under a bit of pressure now, maybe? Because, obviously, it's 12th place with eight points from eight games. It's not great, is it, really? Yeah, I th- things have started to take a bit of a downturn, obviously, especially in the Bundesliga because they are going great guns in in the Europa um whether the Europa is a poison chalice is another question uh obviously I I would have thought that they had enough enough squad depth to to cope certainly with Europa League and be at least challenging for for the top six but at the moment they're not doing that um yeah that the the three obviously the late equalizers a sucker punch for them because then they can, if, if they can get that win, they can get themselves back further up the league and just get a bit, bit more momentum. Um, it would give them a positive slant to go into Europe for if they win that game, match week four, potentially get themselves qualified for the knockouts, and then they can go on to back into the Bundesliga with real, real momentum. Um, so unfortunately, that hasn't happened for them. Uh, the positives, of course, from the game will be seeing Kramerich back. Um, his goals just keep on coming. Um, seeing, um, obviously, the baloney Brian Sessegnon getting his first goal for the club. So that's obviously a positive in itself. I think if they can unlock Sessegnon as a player, see the player that was that was coming up at Fulham rather than the one we've seen at Spurs recently, that can be a really exciting thing. Um, so... Yeah, there's just a few things missing at the moment from Hoffenheim. They're not quite piecing things together, especially in the league. Um, so they just need to try and take the point, move on, say that obviously they didn't get beaten. That's a positive. And then, yeah, move on, hopefully get a positive result midweek and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, those two wins early season, they seem a long time ago. It's now six without a win for Hoffenheim with four defeats in those six as well. So... They would have hoped to get over the line, but it wasn't to be. So let's move on to our next feature game, which was, uh, lo and behold, it was finally Mainz's first win of the season. Following up the first point in the last round of fixtures against Schalke, they've now got what is a really good win away at Freiburg, who are, let's be honest, they're starting to sink pretty fastly after a good start, really, yeah. I think we mentioned early on in the season that Freiburg were really doing well, but the last few games has been shocking, really, hasn't it? But let's focus mostly on Mainz, first of all. I mean, it's obviously, it's a great result for them. It's uh, finally at the eighth time of asking. They've got that win. And actually, they've also got themselves out of the relegation picture at the moment as well. They're up to 15th now with that win from bottom. So, good night for, uh, for Mainz, Rory. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic, fantastic win for them. Getting that that first win under the belt is so, so important in a long season. Um, and, well, well, one thing that you're always going to say, if you're a team that's in around the bottom of the division, you know you're going to be struggling. But one thing that you're going to need uh, to get yourself out of trouble is someone who can find the back of the net. 
and they seem to have that in the form of the Frenchman Mateta. Uh, we've we've mentioned him a few times on this show. Who you know he scored he scored some good goals, and um, unfortunately hasn't quite always returned points for the club. However, his first half hat trick today was really clinical. Actually, um, chances he got, he was made sure he's hitting hitting the back of the net corners, um, and then. Lo and behold, obviously it puts minds in complete control of the game, and then they can they can just see out the rest of the game. Um, obviously, it was more of a first half blitz uh, rather than a complete ninety minute performance because Freiburg inevitably came back into the game. Um, and after after the home side got that first well the first and only goal that they scored in the game. I was starting to think uh, this this could go south quite quickly. For, obviously, from Mind's point of view, being relatively low on confidence, it could all turn around. And and the momentum did swing. Um, Grifo, the Italian international, was instrumental for everything good that Freiburg did. Uh, however, inevitably, it wasn't enough. They couldn't get those goals. Um, obviously, despite scoring a second goal late on, um, it probably would have just been a consolation and um, I'm not sure potentially it didn't look to me as if the keeper had two hands on it so in my opinion probably should have stood and should have finished 3-2 um, however you know referees made a decision that's final but yeah for Minds' point of view uh, we, we said it didn't we a good few weeks ago sometimes you just got to start with an ugly point and they just started to do that started to get a bit of confidence they started scoring goals more regularly Lo and behold, the performance has finally come where they've managed to collect three big points and it pushes them out of the dreaded bottom three. So huge, huge positives to take for Mines uh, and they can go forward with, with great confidence now. The only slight issue is, is, that, is when you're a club at the bottom of the bottom end of the division and you've got one particular outstanding player so that clubs might come sniffing around Mateta around January hopefully not and he can hopefully keep on playing really well for his club but as always the fear when uh, when someone's doing particularly well but positives for sure for Mines to take it was a really well-rounded performance in the end yeah definitely I think uh, when you've got a side like uh, Mines you definitely need a striker who's going to score the goals but I think in general I actually like the way they attack at times as well I think I don't think attack has really been the problem for them all season, to be honest with you. Like they, they have they play an attacking style as well, really. Obviously, with the three behind uh, Mateta as well. Quazon, I mean, he's a Swedish international. Yeah. Sweden are like a kind of half-decent international team, aren't they? And he, he plays a lot for Sweden. Obviously, Botius as well is a player with some kind of calibre as well. Quite a long-serving attacking midfielder. Got good performance today as well. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Mainz, they, they are going to score goals this season, but I think the issue for me has always been that it's very, very easy to create chances against them, isn't it? It's like we saw it in the second half today as well. When they got that first goal, I think everybody... Uh, Minds fans more than anyone were thinking, oh God, you know, this is a, it's going to be a long half an hour kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they did hold out relatively comfortably, I guess. But um, yeah, that, that goal at the end, which probably should have stood, and then it could have been like a very, very nervous minute or two minutes, couldn't it? I mean, I can't even imagine what would have happened if, uh, if they'd have got that second goal and then they'd have added an extra minute on. And 
I think Mainz players wouldn't have been able to kind of hold it together, to be honest. There could have been a chance they'd have conceded again, <laughs> the way this season's gone for them. But yeah, I mean, obviously, what about Freiburg? I mean, I think a lot of people kind of had high hopes for them, but they did have the squad a little bit stripped in summer. They lost a goalkeeper to her to Berlin. They lost Waldschmidt to Benfica, which was a bit of a shock of a move as well, really. They're, they're kind mm. of... I think he got about 12, 14 goals last season. He's also a German international now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do like Niels Peterson. He's also a solid striker. This level got the goal today. But are you starting to worry for them a bit, Rory, that they could get dragged into a dogfight? Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at the league table, they're well, they're well and truly in it. Um, um, just, just with. The, the main bottom three starting to pick up points here and there now. Um, like we mentioned, it is now becoming a bottom five uh, with Arminia and, of course, Freiburg now well and truly in the mix. Um, so they're just going to have to turn things around sharpish. Um, it's always hard when you're not playing well and you're not getting results. Um, confidence clearly isn't very high. Um, they've got good players, though. Um, as we mentioned, Peterson with the goal today, following up well uh, to poke home uh, poke home the goal. Grifo is obviously a very talented uh, player, and a lot of their play goes through him. Um, so... The only problem is the sometimes a bit of an over-reliance on certain players. So hopefully they can get themselves turned around. But at the moment, it's a bit of a sinking ship and um, uh, they're going to get dragged into dragged into the mix with with these bottom with these four other clubs at the bottom of the of the Bundesliga. But for now, they're OK. They're just about above above trouble. But. Yeah, for sure. It's a worrying time if you're a Freiburg fan. Didn't turn up at all in the first half. Left it too late, inevitably, for a bit of a late push for half an hour or so. But yeah, it's not been brilliant by them for, for a little while now. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to our fourth and final featured game, which was, uh, you guess it, another defeat for Schalke. That uh, that kind of uh, number keeps going up now. No win since January. We're another two weeks closer now from last time to going that dreaded year without a win. You just can't imagine it, but it's very possible at the moment. I think with the winter break, they'd only have to go another four or five games without a win to go a whole calendar year without taking three points in the Bundesliga. So obviously, again, I think today was two very early goals from Wolfsburg, wasn't it? Good old Vaut Weghorst getting his goal, his headed goal from the corner. That's a classic Vaut Weghorst goal, I think. Like he gets a lot of those kind of goals, but it's useful in the Bundesliga because we have talked before that set plays and headed goals are pretty common at this level of football. So it's quite a physical league. So, yeah, I think uh, obviously uh, headers are important and he gets them. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously... I think early on, Wolfsburg, they had like seven shots on target in the opening half an hour. I mean, it was just a horrible start to the game for Schalke. Yeah, uh, Rory, do you, do, you think it's, uh, would you think it was more a case of Wolfsburg being really good or Schalke being poor? Um, I, I guess it's much like the game that we were just chatting about in terms of Freiburg not really turning up in the first half. Um, and by then, the game's effectively done. Um so, yeah, Wolfsburg came out of the traps really well. Weghorst, another goal for him and a well-worked goal for Schlager. Um, 
Mendar, obviously, the away side were up and cruising quite comfortably by that point. Um, and especially the, the context of the game. Wolfsburg unbeaten so far in the Bundesliga. Schalke, obviously, the complete opposite end of that uh, in terms of how well they're playing. Um, but they did they did come back into the game and they did have chances. Um, Utz, obviously, has almost scored, uh, I think it was late on in the first half where he potentially could have scored. Um, but ultimately, Castile's uh, in net managed to keep his clean sheet intact. Um, although, obviously, they did hit the bar late on as well through Rahman. Um, but yeah, again, like I was mentioning with Freiburg, just too little, too late. And when you're down at the bottom of the table, you need to come out of the blocks as hard and you know as quickly as possible because ultimately you're playing teams that are playing better than you. So you need to be at it from the start. And if you can't even do that, that that's the very basics of, of football. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all very well turning up and putting on a good show for an hour, 45 minutes once you're two nil down, but why don't you do that from the start and give yourself a chance to go in one nil, two nil up? Um, so yeah, that that's obviously it's another it's another bad performance ultimately from Schalke. Not too much to take from it in terms of positives. Um, so yeah, I, I'm struggling to think of something positive to say. I do want to say something positive to keep people uh, Schalke fans, you know, with some hope. Uh, at the end of the day, that the good thing is they're not miles behind anyone they're still in the mix it's still quite tightly congested in that bottom five like we said so hopefully they can just find a way of nicking an ugly win to get themselves going Wolfsburg unbeaten in the Bundesliga obviously they're only one of two teams that are unbeaten themselves and buying Leverkusen and we asked for more from them X amount of weeks in into doing this show, and they're starting to produce it now. Um, not you know playing free flowing football or anything dramatic like that, but they're efficient. They're getting the job done. They're not being beaten. Obviously, they're hard to beat, and I mean they're they're well in the mix in terms of Europe. So yeah, things are going well in terms of uh, in terms of Wolfsburg for sure. Yeah, as you say, it's certainly not like beautiful football that Wolfsburg play, but I think it's been the same for a few years now. They've been very much a kind of uh, a direct side. I think last year they drew a lot of games, which cost them uh, an automatic European place where, where they obviously lost in the playoff. But I think obviously, yeah, I mean, eight games is starting to become like a pretty decent unbeaten record to start the season, isn't it? I mean, it's like, well, at first we were like, yeah, they drew the first, what was it, four out of the first five, but now they've won three out of the last four. And it's starting to look like a decent uh, uh, run, isn't it, really? It's like, I mean, three wins, five draws. Like, if you win your next game, all of a sudden it's really looking like a decent points total by this stage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, play Werder Bremen, of course, on Friday night. So, I mean, it's another game that they won't expect to lose. But I guess it's just about pushing on getting those winners as well for Wolfsburg, which we've mentioned. Like They do draw a lot of games. Sometimes they don't push as hard as you'd like in those last 20 minutes to try and get the win. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, yeah, I think unbeaten runs do build confidence, don't they? And it's like, um, 
as you say, it's not great football. Maybe their fans would expect a little bit more because you've got players like Maximilian Arnold in there. And obviously, Fout Vegas is very much a kind of like a Baz Dos kind of forward, isn't he, really? Like he's, yeah. I think Spurs were linked with him in some of those. So, I mean, obviously, he's highly thought of in the footballing world and he gets goals at this level, doesn't he? So, I think, yeah, there are quality players in there, but I think it's... Uh, this this team is more about being hard to beat and robust and resilient rather than playing like great football. But we'll have to see where it takes them, really. You know, I mean, I would say if you compare a team like Stuttgart or uh, Wolfsburg, I'd say Stuttgart have played much better football than Wolfsburg. But mm-hmm. Wolfsburg have got more points on the board now, haven't they? And I think by three or four more points, so it's quite a substantial difference. So just proves that in football there are different ways to win. And uh, it's good to see different styles in the Bundesliga this year as well. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the rest of the games from um, from the weekend. Just quickly, let's go over the other ones. So obviously, Saturday afternoon, Bielefeld losing at home to Leverkusen for a game that I think was probably more memorable for that absolutely horrendous Radetzky uh, own goal. I mean, what was that really? We, we've talked about Bielefeld struggling to uh, create chances, but I mean, what was that, Rory? That was ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, in, in the game itself, Leverkusen are trying to get that second goal and then something as freakish as that can happen. Um, obviously, it's, it's just a harmless back pass from, I think it's Sink Graven. Um and and then obviously night uh, the nightmare ultimately comes true as obviously the keeper slices the ball into his own net and and then obviously that that could have cost the team dearly um, missing out on those two points against the team who are really struggling um, so yeah it's just one of those ones that's going to go on the the bloopers reel. Uh, I'm sure we'll see that played many time, many more times uh, before the end of the season is out. Uh, unfortunately, it can happen to football players, even professionals. So yeah, I think obviously there was a bit of a bobble. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's an error, but there are mitigating circumstances, I suppose. But lucky Leverkusen that um, super sub. Uh, Dragovic was able to uh, to save the day late on for them to claim uh, obviously a vital win ahead of them going back into Europe themselves uh, this this week as well. Um, but again, as I've just mentioned, they're one of only two teams that are unbeaten in the Bundesliga. They're looking good. Uh, probably not the best game uh, for them in general. Probably missed a few chances. Uh, Leon Bailey scoring again is, is a positive for them. Uh, so, yeah. Good win for Leverkusen, move on. Bielefeld, yeah, starting to struggle a little bit, but losing 2-1 against a good team isn't a disgrace either. Yeah, absolutely. I think it shows that Leverkusen, uh, they've got that winning mentality back. Peter Boss, uh, I think earlier in the season, that would have finished one all, wouldn't it? But, I mean, obviously, they do find a way nowadays. And, I mean, the winning most games comfortably, but this one, they had to grind it out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously a bit of a shock as well on Saturday afternoon. And to be honest, it could have been worse for Bayern in the one-all draw home to Werder. I think Werder Bremen, bravo to those guys, really, because I think yeah. it was a brilliant performance. And I think the I would say if any side deserved to win that game, it was Werder Bremen, to be honest. Obviously, missing a one-on-one going into the last five, ten minutes, like that is, uh, I mean, it was a good save in the end from Neuer, but I mean... you. Yeah. 
I think overall, I mean, Werder Bremen, they won't be unhappy with that, will they? We said they couldn't get a draw again, but they, the draw specialists have done it again, haven't they, Rory? They have, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely fair play, Werder. Uh, really, really good performance. I, I did watch a good chunk of this game. And, yeah, I was just kind of waiting for Bayern to come out of the traps and, like, come out of this sluggish start. But it just never happened, really. Like, Werder completely deserved their point, if not more, like you said. Um Josh Sargent had a really good game. Obviously, he's had a chance to probably win the game for them. Um, so, yeah, rip, I mean, draw specialists, they can't stop drawing 1-1, it seems. Um, so they'd obviously want to turn these draws into wins. But, yeah, what I mean, made the champions look bang average. Um, obviously, as much as we've credited Bayern so far since doing the show... We also have to say when they're not the, when on the rare occasions when they don't play well, and, and this was one of these times they they were average. Um, they missed Kimmich, obviously. Um, Goretzka was on the bench but came on and then assisted the goal uh, for Komen. Uh, so it, those two are big players for them, I think. Um, it was good to see the young lad um, Musala uh, getting a start. Obviously, the young Englishman that didn't quite happen for him. Um, yeah, an off day for Bayern and the title race is well and truly open. Yeah, I think another thing that kind of stood out of this game, the, the goal from uh, Comor was exactly the same as the goal that won the Champions League final as well against Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, it was yeah. a Goretzka kind of curled cross in and then that kind of header across the goal from uh, Comor. So, yeah, I think that was the most standout thing for Bayern in what was otherwise a poor performance, really, for them. And they could easily be going home with a home defeat there. OK, uh, also an, another pretty uh, topsy-turvy match with Gladbach drawing one all with Augsburg as well. I mean, what a point for Augsburg, really. Obviously, on form Gladbach, they're playing really well at the moment, creating chances, scoring goals. I think, for me, one of the things that stood out for me is that You've got to be questioning, is Briel and Bolo really a good enough replacement for some, obviously, player and uh, Turam, you know, because I think, I mean, how many chances did he miss to finish the game at 2-0 there? I mean, it was just, he's always been a player that I've been a little bit, like, questionable about, but I think uh, my decision's been made that I just don't rate him after that performance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, um... how many chances can you miss in one game, you know, Rory? Yeah, Gladbach would be kicking themselves. That that is thousand percent two points dropped. Um, yeah, should have killed the game. And and Bolo, completely guilty of missing bags and bags of chances. Um, and then yeah, obviously the away side going down to ten men as well, and they still get themselves out of trouble. Um, it, credit to Augsburg, you know, showing that grit. Uh, that togetherness after going down, um, Framberger hasn't really done himself much <laughs> justice or good in terms of coming on and then gets two yellow cards within 12 minutes. Um, not, not the impact that you want wanting your substitute to make at all. Um, yeah, great point for Augsburg. Very, very disappointing for Gladbach, but I'm sure they'll have one eye on the Champions League this week. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's that man Caligari again. He's becoming like a real kind of a thorn in the side of a lot of sides, isn't he? I mean, it was a really, really, both goals were actually really scrappy in this game, to be honest. But I think, yeah, I mean, Augsburg are becoming one of those sides that are a little bit tough to beat, aren't they? It's uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but a good point for them. 
Yeah, and obviously another one-all draw, actually. Again, we had three one-all draws between Frankfurt and Leipzig. Yeah, I think um, it was very much a contrast of styles, this game. Frankfurt these days are very much a direct side, aren't they? They like set plays and... Uh, yeah, it's all very, very direct with Baz Dost and Andre Silva, two pretty physical forwards up top yeah. of them against the sleek passing football of Razen Bauschport Leipzig. Yeah, I mean, again, it, like I always say that I never really fancy uh, Leipzig to go away to these kind of big teams. I say Frankfurt are a big team. I mean, they're a side, side that want to qualify for Europe this season. And I just don't fancy them to get wins. I actually tip Frankfurt to win this game. But I mean... I think if Leipzig want to be challenging for the title, which is possible this season, like for me, they've got to start winning, finding a way to win because they did play better than Frankfurt in this game. They were the dominant side as far as I'm concerned. Rory, how can they start turning these kind of away games into wins? Well, I said early on the season, I think a massive difference was going to be having uh, Danny Olmo uh, playing from the start of this season getting a full Bundesliga season under his belt the creative Spanish midfielder has been really good for them um but yeah that these are the these are the results at the end of the season where you look back at and you and you frown upon and you think that's that's cost us a chance at uh you know a Bundesliga title um obviously Paulson still you know contributes goals all the time which is great for them uh but they're just yeah they're lacking that clinical edge I think at the moment Angelino one of the signings of the summer for sure. Again, getting an assist this time. Um, again, perhaps they're looking a little bit too far ahead to the Champions League. Obviously, they've got a big game this week uh, against PSG, um, which is obviously a big, you know, must-win game for them in terms of the group as it stands. Uh, so yeah, poor, poor kind of again points dropped in what was a fantastic weekend in terms of how results panned out for Dortmund, really. Yeah, absolutely. For me, if Leipzig are going to kind of close that gap between Bayern and maybe even Dortmund, it, they've got to start winning these kind of fixtures. You know, it's just, and I think I've been saying it for all the way through. Like, they, they can't go to places like Leverkusen, Gladbach, Frankfurt. These hard away games, they just don't win them. You know, they can get draws quite easily in these games, but they can't. It's massive because if you're going to keep up with Bayern, because they do win these kind of games, that's the problem. You know, they do go to Bayern, they do go to Dortmund and uh, Gladbach and win these games. You know, and it, this is what it comes down to ultimately. I think obviously they won four out of four home games and comfortable wins too, but it's these away games that you just question them in a little bit. You know, but all in all, not a terrible result for them, but you'd have been hoping for a bit more. So on to the last game of the weekend. It's uh, it's another brilliant win for my beloved uh, Union Berlin. I was cheering them on before <laughs> the end of that game. A late winner there yeah, in what was, again, a really good professional performance. You were just thinking it was going to peter out to be a 1-0, but obviously Union, as it often happens these days, they just have that last laugh, don't they? Obviously, now it's four wins, three draws from their eight games, which is a brilliant 15 points from eight games. is a brilliant tally for them up to uh, up to fifth place after eight games. It's just turned into a dream season, Rory, isn't it? Yeah, they're doing fantastically well. Uh, wasn't the prettiest of games or performances from the club, but that just goes to show how far they've progressed in a short amount of time that they can put in a pretty average performance and come away with a 2-1 
away win in the Bundesliga, which is fantastic. Obviously, Max Cruz probably didn't have his best game, but again, he's the game decider. Uh, who obviously he missed his first ever career penalty, but then follows up and make and make sure make sure that he scores in the end, keeping his composure. Um, so yeah, fantastic for Union. They're doing brilliantly. Uh, really, really good stuff. So they're on for a fantastic season. Yeah. And as for Cologne, I mean, that they're only one of only two teams now without a win. Like, I think Cologne seems to be one of those teams like the, they're not playing like really, really badly, but they're a bit like, I mean, they're playing better than Schalke for me overall, but they're just not getting the right, the rub of the green, are they? Like they're, they're conceding late goals and they're just not, um, I mean, I tipped them to go down at the start of the season and it's not really looking promising now, is it? With obviously Mainz getting better and Schalke, you would expect will eventually win, wouldn't you? I mean, do you think Cologne can stay up, Rory? Have they got enough in there to stay up? Uh, from what I've seen so far, no. Um, they've been pretty poor. Um, they, yeah, they just can't. They can't seem to get over the line in games. Like I said, they concede some some late goals, and they they just look shot. Um, so I don't have a huge amount of confidence for them right now. Obviously, that can change in time. They they just need to start start changing changing things up. Um, coming out of the blocks and and getting some goals in them. But at, at the moment, it's looking pretty bleak. Absolutely. So that concludes our roundup for week eight of the Bundesliga fixtures. So let's uh, swiftly move on to the next part of our show this week, which is uh, obviously looking ahead to next week. We'll have a look at Petrie's pundits predict. So over to Rory for that. Yeah, absolutely. This is the part of the show where myself and Mark uh, pit ourselves against each other and do some predictions for next match day. Uh, we've taken a little bit of time, but we finally caught up with who's been who's been doing what and how we've been doing. So at the moment, after match week eight, the standings are myself. Petrie, Rory Petrie on three points and Mark has won two. Uh, we started scoring on match day four. So that's why there have been only that many games or scores so far. So you're up to date. It's 3-2 to me at the moment. And so kicking off with next week. So we do have a Friday night game uh, between Wolfsburg and Werder Bremen. And uh, as, as good a guns as Wolfsburg are going, I'm going to say 2-2. Draw specialist Werder again for me. Uh, Mark, what are you saying about this one? Yeah, I think this game, it looks a good uh, a draw because I think both of these sides like a draw, although Wolfsburg have been turning games into wins. I've gone for a one-all draw there. Very good. Um, moving on to the Saturday afternoon, kicking off with a home game for RB Leipzig against Arminia Bielefeld. Uh, I think RB, RB will, will struggle, but ultimately get a tight 2-1 win. Uh, Mark? Your thoughts on yeah, this? I've gone for a 4-1 win there. I think Bielefeld are just not... They, they look short of where they were at the start of the season. I just think Leipzig will be way too strong for them. 4-1. Very good. Uh, moving on to a home game as well for another team at the top, uh, which is Borussia Dortmund hosting FC Köln, uh, which will be, for me, a 3-1 win for the home side. Uh, just too much going forward for Dortmund uh, as Cologne obviously been struggling. So, yeah, 3-1 win for me. Uh, Mark? 
Yeah, I've gone for a 5-1 win, actually, to Dortmund. I, I just think Dortmund really like this kind of game, you know, against a team that are just going to really struggle, aren't they, there? I, th- I can yeah. see them putting a good few past them, so 5-1. Yeah, lots of goals you're predicting, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> after, after and goals, you know. Yeah, this is true. Um, and then moving on to what could be quite an exciting game uh, is a VFB Stuttgart hosting the champions by Munich. I'm saying, as much as I have also a soft spot for Stuttgart, I'm saying 4-2 to the visitors, so a high-scoring win for Bayern. Yeah, I think obviously it's a derby, the Sioux derby as well. So, I mean, it's a big game, despite the fact the fans won't be there. I think, to be honest, I think if Bayern hadn't drawn this week, I would have gone for a draw in this game. But I think because of the fact that Bayern did draw this week, I'm going to go for a 3-2, a late win for Bayern in Stuttgart. 3-2. Very good. Uh, and then we've still got a couple of other Saturday afternoon games, which firstly, uh, firstly uh, between Union Berlin hosting Frankfurt, and I believe it'll be another two-all draw. Uh, Mark, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I've gone for a one-all draw there because I think, again, I think Union, three wins in a row, it's a big ask to make it four, really. Yeah, very good. And the last Saturday uh, kickoff will be between FC Augsburg and uh, Freiburg. Uh, I think, yeah, Freiburg really struggling at the moment and Augsburg will manage to get a 2-1 home win. Yeah, I've also gone for a 2-1 home win there. I think uh, Augsburg have just got too much quality in there for a struggling Freiburg side. Uh, then moving on to the Saturday evening or late afternoon kickoff, which will be Borussia Mönchengladbach hosting Schalke. Um, struggling Schalke, I do expect Mönchengladbach to get over the line this weekend and they'll win 3-1 for me. Yeah, I think obviously Gladbach do play in Europe in midweek, so they are going to be having issues. But I just can't see Schalke going there and getting anything. So I'm going for 3-0 to Gladbach. Very good. And then moving on to our two Sunday games. Firstly, starting with Bayer Leverkusen hosting Hertha Berlin. Obviously, Hertha, we think, do seem to travel a little bit better. So I'm expecting a tight game, but ultimately 2-1 home win for me, Mark. I've actually gone for a two-all draw. I just think uh, Hertha are a different side away from home. And I think you can't expect Leverkusen to keep winning when they're, they're playing twice a week. So I think they might consider a late leveller in this game for a two-all draw. Very good. And then the last game of the weekend will be uh, Mainz hosting Hoffenheim. Both teams struggling-ish. Obviously, Mainz picked up a fantastic win uh, this weekend. So I think it will be one Goal apiece, 1-1. One, one. Mark? I've gone for 2-2 two, two again. Yeah, a lot of goals this weekend. But yeah, I think, again, the two attacking sides that can't defend. So I don't see why there won't be many goals in this game. Very good. So that brings a close to Patreon Pundit's predicts. Uh, so that is looking ahead to match day nine uh, next weekend. Uh, and then we'll just very quickly move on to uh, our little feature that we do as well, which is Bundesliga Fact and Mitt Rory. So Bundesliga Facts with Rory, myself. So the one that I've got for you guys this weekend is Yusufer Mukoko became the youngest ever Bundesliga player after coming off the bench uh, on Saturday evening to replace Erling Haaland at 16 years and one day old uh bit obviously young player fantastic achievement for the young man well done um interestingly this 
wouldn't have been able to happen until the Bundesliga actually changed the rules so that 16-year-olds could play because beforehand uh, it was 16 and a half years old, I believe. So, yeah, very interesting stuff there. And that brings to a close Bundesliga Facton mit Rory and indeed the show this weekend. Uh, it's been another fantastic, fantastic weekend of Bundesliga action. So thank you tuning in and listening uh, to our show, the Bundesliga show. Um, to draw your attention, obviously, as per usual, the Bundesliga show will be going live on YouTube and on all audio platforms on Monday evening, as per usual. And on Tuesday morning, we've got a treat for you, as we have been uh, kind of hinting you guys that the Bundesliga show European edition will be dropping on Tuesday morning as well. So that will be a review of the German teams, six German teams that have been involved in the Champions League and Europa League so far this season. So keep your eyes peeled, get yourselves uh, watching that Click the bell icon so you get notifications straight away so you don't miss it. That is a fantastic idea. Uh, so please do subscribe to the show because we are really enjoying this and enjoy having you guys watch and listen along. Uh, also keep your eyes peeled for another mini-series we are doing, which is Bundesliga show Derby Day Dive-Ins, where myself and Mark are taking a look at some of the rivalries and derbies of the Bundesliga, which we've been having a good amount of fun with. So, again, keep your eyes peeled for them. Uh, and so over to Mark to finish off for this week. Okay, yeah, so obviously, as Rory's already kindly alluded to, uh, we have a lot of uh, material to look at. So if you want to kind of... Uh, keep in touch with us more often and follow us on Twitter. You can see at over the bar FB. And of course, uh, our kind of main uh, part of our website is indeed the, uh, the site. So yeah, www.otvfootball.net. You can find out information about anything football related. Obviously uh, check out the league one show as well. Yeah. So yeah, but it's been great again. Yeah. Another great weekend of Bundesliga action. Thanks, Rory, as well. And we will see you again next week for our Pleasure. week nine roundup. All the best. Cheers, all. Bye.